2: Welcome to part two of the Wednesday podcast with Paul Burmeister. We're going to get into it with the top three quarterbacks. How I see them power ranked one, two, and three. We're going to do that. But first, we're going to start it off with interviewing my big father,
3: the big blowhard, Phil Sims. We have the aforementioned the big guy, Big Phil Sims, dad to you, dad Friend to me, has joined us over the phone. Phil, are you there, pal?
0: Uh, Paul, I am here, uh, the big guy, that was very nice, usually I'm called something else. Uh, <laughs> we established and, that, yes. Uh, uh, yes, okay, and excuse my voice, <clears throat> I've had uh, really a tremendous sinus infection, and it kept me quiet for a few days, and a lot of people enjoy Dad, but not me. <laughs> and, um, and when my son's around me, I, you know, he never says, hey, well, he does call me Dad every once in a while, but it's always got some attitude to it or whatever. They all seem to do it, and I don't care.
2: <laughs> so it's, we're at
0: we're this stage of life. It's too late to teach them now. It's over.
2: Yeah, that's, that's right. And, I mean, I've now, told you, you, Go ahead. What do you ahead. want to say? What do you want to say? Well, no, I want
0: to say, you know, you guys, I know I've heard you talk. I heard you this morning, Christopher. Yeah. And Paul, I'm listening to you all a little bit here. It's my house phone. Once again, doesn't work. <laughs> I I am definitely going to call and not pay the bill because I'd it's like to hear that worked. call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, be, it'll be nice, you know, just save me I'm not sending the money in, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Paul did his combine. Did he tell you about the combine he did up here with us one day, Christopher? Oh,
2: yeah. You know, I learned something about this combine, though. But go ahead and
0: continue with your story. Well, he came up, wanted to throw with Matt, and I forgot we had somebody else. I forgot who the third thrower was. High, scu- high school but, kid, Phil. Yeah, it was a high school kid. So yeah. I said, yeah, let's go over the field. And it was the only night in all the years I've gone over this field to throw that it was actually packed. But we found the space in there, and I'm not exaggerating. Paul throws the ball well. He's, Thank you. He's all in. He he's is. He's got the uniform, the cleats. He's ready to go. <laughs> and and it was one of those marathons, which you know we can have. And I swear, Paul hung in there for about the first two hours and 30 minutes.
3: Yeah, for about the and first f- 400 throws, Phil. I was all right.
0: Yeah, and it, <laughs> it finally goes. Hey, you know, I can see it's really starting to change. I, I'm done. I, I'm just going to watch. I said, man, Paul, I can't believe you hung in there as long as you did. And part of the so reason it's so tough
3: game. is because Phil, Phil values so much. Like he says, you want to be able to get in there and show him who's boss. He wants that ball to come out right. fast and hard. So I was trying to throw fastballs every single time. So I, I wore myself <laughs> out. But, Phil, the, the story that your son Chris learned about that time when I came out to your house to throw, it, I want to back up to that because right when I got there – I threw my bags upstairs, probably in in, in your old room. Was my
2: guest room? You slept in my my old room? I did. Before I even knew you. That's great. That's great. It's a a tiny bit creepy.
3: So I threw my bags up there, Phil. We we go in the backyard, and we have to go over this fence to get to that field you're talking about, this baseball field. And it's a diamond where there's no fence in the outfield. Yeah. Okay? Right. Right. We're like 500 or 600 feet away from home plate, and Phil says, oh, man, these guys are going to come out and try to kick us off. And sure enough, we see somebody from behind where the umpire was walk out to us to tell us that we can't throw there. And Phil walks up to me, and I hardly knew you at this point, Phil. Phil goes... Right. This, this poor guy doesn't know two things first of all i basically built this field right here so that's number one number two is i enjoy a healthy amount of confrontation so this is going to be fun for yeah me. he's a sentence. right so, so this poor kid walks out and tries to kick us out of the field and basically the guy walked away saying well I, i'm gonna to have to call the you know call the police and phil's like you go ahead and call him you go ahead and do that Policeman came over, was like Phil's best friend. They're high five and then hugging. And I think that police officer stayed and watched us work out.
0: Yes. He yeah. came over. I don't know if he came over because the guy called. And I said, good, I'll call the police. <laughs> right. And he comes over, hey, Phil, what's going on? What's Oh, no, you're cool, man. You know. Yeah. And I can see the guy looking at us, and we're all laughing. And he won't even come out now because he knows he's beat. <laughs> what they did, they rented the field for a little tournament. Yeah. And we were literally... We would have been in the stands at Yankee Stadium.
3: It was so far. You away. can't
0: be here. I go. You're not going to have anybody hit the baseball out here. <laughs> you got to get off the field. I said, you know what? Uh, and I didn't say I built the field. I did say something close. To so, it.
3: Yeah, something. I, I was paraphrasing. So, yeah. I
0: should have said to him, you know, every time there's a foul ball, it's hit over the fence. Leave it alone. It's my property. And <laughs> it's my baseball now. I should have said that to him. But it, it was a great night. We had a lot of fun and. Um, you know, Paul, I got to tell you, you're just one of about a thousand that's <laughs> done that workout. So, oh, really? I thought I was special. Oh, yeah, man. I, I take, I, listen, what I, before I take high school kids, and you know, it's a lot of teaching and all that, but not college kids as much because they're bigger and they can wear out sometimes, especially when they're trying to learn. But high school kids, I went down south and worked with a group of quarterbacks. Um, you know, I'm not going to tell you who they were, you would know all the names. And they were young kids, and we did three straight days of, the, I swear, at least three-hour workouts. And these kids hung in there, never got tired, and when it was over, man, it was, it was awesome. It was great. So, young kids can do these, especially if you teach them right. That's right. That's no so you kid. Gotta,
2: if you throw it the right way, you can throw all day long. I mean, that's Yeah, people
0: don't get that. Yes, I, I had a right. college kid this year that I worked with last year. He was at the Combine. And you know, I didn't get the training for the combine or nothing because you know I'm not going to go down south and do that. And well, everybody's got to go in warm weather. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> you can't do you can't throw indoors and train at a great facility. But that's okay. But he said to me when the season's over, he called me. We kept in touch, and he said, "Phil, I, I got to tell you the truth. I threw in practice every day a lot." All the games, and never once did my arm get fatigued or sore. Ever, I thought that was impossible. And I said, "Man, I almost said his name." I said, "That's the greatest thing you could ever tell me because that's the number one thing to get good at something. You, something you got to do it a lot so you can repeat it and keep doing it." Right. I said, "Basketball players, what do they do during the off season? Shoot baskets, shoot hoops like once a day." Right. Hell, Steph Curry on a slow day shoots about five or six hundred shots probably. Yeah. So, and, and you know, and it's that's what it's about and I, I don't know. I heard my son complain about the combine today. I've been complaining about it for fifty years. I just and complained about
2: it again too. I just said kind of the same thing. What's your what's your what's your problem with it, Phil? He's got the same issue. I got a two throws and let's go stand on the back of the line and wait for twenty five. Oh yeah, minutes. good good
0: job, good job, good job. <laughs> anyway, now, this, we want you this here. We want you, first off, I'm not going to name and, and look everybody. Everybody thinks they know how to teach a quarterback. And I threw with a kid yesterday. He's going to be a pro. He's going to be a senior in college. And we did some stuff, and he's worked with everybody. And we got done, and goes, wow. And I'm not, you know, trying to champion myself here. I don't care. I don't make any money or anything like that. But we got done, and goes, man, that was awesome. And when can we do it again, all this. So I know a little bit what I'm talking about when it comes to throwing.
3: Yes, you do. But I
0: listen to the coaches tell these guys things, and I go, oh, that is so awful. That is wrong. It's, it doesn't make sense. And then my son, Christopher, you were right. I don't know what you think, Paul. But these couple throws, and then I hear, we want to see timing. And this, timing, how can you have timing when you've got wide receivers? They're, they're caring about one thing, and what is that?
2: Catch the ball. I'm
0: going to show the speed right. and bust out and go. And Oh, yeah, so I can time that. I've never thrown a ball to you in my life. And you know, <laughs> So if I was the quarterback, I'd get my butt back there and I would get myself in position embrace it, and when he breaks, I'd smack him in the face with the ball. There you go. Instead of, oh, anticipate the throw. Anticipate what? That is, like, ridiculous.
3: Yeah, I, then, I'm with you. And the,
0: drop, the drops, they all drop like they were dropping on ice. That's the other thing. you got to coach. Everybody's, they're paying these guys tons of money, and every one of them would have got sacked by the left guard. Because they take their first step, and it goes way behind them. And, of course, the left guard's going to drop step because he's worried thing. about the big D tackle. Yep. And then he's, oh, I tripped on his foot. Well, how'd you trip on his foot when you are dropping back and you go behind the left tack- the left guard? That's yep. another one. Get yep. your butt back there. <laughs> get into it and throw the damn ball. I don't want to see touch. I want to see, you know, power, throw it, spin it. And you were right, Christopher put one guy up there at one time right. and let him throw 20 to 25 balls and start out with a curl so he can just get rhythm, turn, and rip a few. Oh, right. I feel good. Right. Then throw some slants, throw some out cuts, and then the post corner. That's the other one that kills me.
3: And Phil. what? It's, Liz-
0: it's so stupid. <laughs> uh, but if I was throwing it, and my guys, if I was there with them, I'd say get your butt back there and don't be lobbing it up in the air 50 yards and running them out of bounds. Throw a line drive and just crease them as we throw the ball. Welcome to talk to the dad, really... Paul,
2: because you're not going to let you talk, so well, don't you worry. Hearing <laughs> him yeah. talk
3: about you know, letting it go and trying to throw it hard, Tell, before we get into Kyler Murray, I want to hear a little bit about your workout with Bill Walsh when you were coming out of college and how hard you yeah. were trying to throw the ball <laughs> and what he kept telling you.
0: Well, you know, everybody had worked me out before Bill Walsh. I said, what do you want to see? I want to see you throw that ball. Just let it go. I said, okay, I can do that. And I just would throw it and just bust everything. And then Bill Walsh came, which, look, I'm a big believer in this, too. You know, you learn to throw with power, and then you learn to throw with great touch. And, you know, that takes great body action and everything to throw with great touch. But Bill Walsh, so I throw a few passes, he goes, oh, whoa, whoa, that's way too hard. And I'm thinking, wow, what do you mean they were perfect? I threw them great. No, I want you to – soften it up and, and, and be a little more rhythmic. And be graceful.
2: He's graceful. It, okay. graceful. Yeah, yeah. Be
0: graceful. And then he goes, and then he puts his, you know how he put his finger, his pointer finger on his chin underneath and he's looking, he goes, I want you this time to drop back and, and really be pretty. And just, <laughs> I want you to throw the ball at that beautiful spiral nice. So I'm doing it and it is like really cool. And I'm going, you know, I, I must have thrown 150 footballs for him that day. Not these. Oh, I threw 27 throws. and completed 25. You know, in the combat, he all he's got. He, everybody goes and counts the throws and completions with these workouts. But as I'm throwing, he goes, oh, that's pretty. Oh, that's nice. And I'm going, man, this guy's weird. <laughs> but but it was a unbelievable workout. I honestly don't think I missed a pass just because of what he was teaching and how he. He'd do this with your feet. You know, i never, you know, none of us grew up knowing anything. I didn't learn much in the pros, you know, a little bit. Sure. It was just, my sons laugh at me, Paul.
3: And, and they still back, do when I'd you're not around. Pedal. Yeah,
0: I'd turn around, backpedal, turn the other way, run, be back there about 12 yards, and, you know, just fire one down the field.
2: Yeah, but well, well, I think was, that's a crazy thing about the NFL in general. People can't understand, or they don't, the, the normal fan doesn't comprehend that there's very few people in the NFL that actually know anything about throwing or how to teach it. It's true. And everyone goes, what? This is the NFL. What do you mean? And no, that's why Tom Brady goes to see Tom House or some of these other guys do that. And I'm not saying they got every answer in the world as well, but so few quarterbacks on teams are being taught anything other than the offense and what their reads are. They don't know why. Man, I keep missing the out route to the right. Why have I missed that, you know, seven out of the last ten times? And nobody can tell them the answers. Right. And it is an issue in the NFL. NFL. so I mean-
0: yeah well of course it, it, it is at every level and not to say it but you know we all know very few people can really teach it and when you throw and if it's not right then can you give them the answer right away and my answer is yes I'll give it to you immediately and there's rhyme and reason just like in golf when the ball flies in the air there's a reason why it goes right left low, or high And you got to be able to – and the same with the football. If it's a little low, I'll tell you why. If you throw it too high, if it's to the right, I'll tell you why. So the answer's got to be there. And I did get some of those answers, you know, about my 14th year from Jim Fossil, told me a few things. Right. And I just went, wow, like holding the ball in a special way, uh, just something about – and I just go – and it really did help me. And I remember going, I looked at him, I go, man, I'm not going to tell you what he said exactly. Charlie Weiss was standing next to him. I said, Jim, this is, this is wrong. And he goes, oh, well, he's all nervous because, you know, he was young. And, you know, I'm a veteran quarterback. He goes, Well, whoa, 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 what's wrong? I said, I should have known this stuff 20 years ago. I've been setting records. And, and you know, he goes, oh, okay, okay. Because it was kind of like the Bill Walsh workout in a way. You know, when you threw a ball, if it was bad, he could tell you why right away, hey, you know you stepped too wrong, you did this, he goes, don't worry about it, just keep practicing. I'll show you on film, and that, that was pretty cool, that kind of got me interested in it, and then I didn't do it with my son, Christopher Paul,
3: you got cheated, uh, but, that's right
0: well, yeah, you know, because he didn't want to listen because he could throw it, you know, he just grab it and throw it, <laughs> and he didn't care and then but my son, Matt always laughs and tells everybody goes, yeah, I was the lab rat
2: he you know, was. He,
0: he, he was. He. I, oh, you know. I think I'm going to teach at this, and let me find him. And man, oh my God! But he didn't care. He could throw 800 balls in a row and never get tired. So he was. He was a good lab. All right,
2: stop hijacking the interview. It's time for us to ask All right, questions. All right, I'm sorry. Okay? I'm sorry. Let's All go. Right, well, it's the
0: first time with you too. So I'm a little <laughs> excited. and I haven't talked football really since the Super Bowl. So uh, get
2: off my case. Yeah, it's all good. I predicted this would happen. Don't worry. We, re- we were prepared for, uh, prepared for it all the way. The, the We do want to ask you. I mean, there's, uh, there's really. I'll be
0: quick,
2: though. No, you don't have to be quick. It doesn't matter. I know you've watched two quarterbacks at this point, right? Yes. You've watched Kyler Murray yes. and Dwayne Haskins. Okay? Yes. Start with Dwayne Haskins. We'll leave Kyler Murray for last. But just give us your, your assessment of what you saw, what you like, what you don't like.
0: Well, okay. I'll say this. The first thing about Dwayne Haskins, when I watched him, I must say I did 100 to 125 throws just to watch. I, I couldn't tell you who even they're playing. You know, it was, it was all during the season. Uh, I don't care who they're playing. I don't care about the score. I don't care about his complete percentage. And, uh, but I was very, very impressed. Um, his presence at the position <clears throat> is awesome. Um, he's big Ben Roethlisberger. The pocket is all around him. He never flinches, never gets nervous, and still can make the throws without moving anything, which was impressive. When he had time, all the short throws and the crossers, you know, great technique, puts it on the money and down the field, throws it 50, 60 yards with ease, with great technique. You can, the ball goes up. And it comes straight down, which you don't see a lot of quarterbacks that can do that. And when he did move and had to run, it was better than he looked at the combine. At the combine. So that that was a really positive, too.
3: So here's my my question, Phil. If, let's just say, Kyler Murray, as he likely will be, is gone somewhere in the top three, if Dwayne Haskins, you like him a lot, is there at six, do you think the Giants should take him?
0: Um, I would say yes. You know, I don't want to get into where I'll take them because I do. You know, listen, I want to really look at them, and I'll really have a great feel when i am done. I'll probably do anywhere from 15 to 20 quarterbacks because I'm always looking for that guy that has a chance to some way to be drafted really late or a free agent that can make a team on the practice squad and someday be a backup. I like looking for those guys. Right, But, um,
3: but yes, st- st- strictly I-, I can't talent-wise. imagine Wayne
0: Haskins. What's that?
3: Strictly ability-wise, it sounds like you're describing somebody who'd be worth a pick at number six.
0: Yes. Oh, there's no doubt he is worthy. He has to go at six at latest. If the Giants don't take him, somebody has to move in there and get him. That's just my first thing, you know. And and look, I think he ran an offense that was well-designed, had a lot of pro uh, plays to it. Um, You know, he's uh, uh, like I said, he can throw it with just his hand. Um, you, you could tell he really understands the offense really well because he he, he went from one guy to the next yeah. right in rhythm yep. and made a lot of tight throws. Uh, so that was really cool. And And, you know, as I was watching the tape, I was going – Every once in a while, that shot of the scoreboard, I'd see the flags blowing. i go, well, he played in wind. Yeah, right. We saw him play in rain, yep. and I never saw anything really affect his performance. Yep. Does it bother so, you,
3: Phil? Does it bother you? People describe him a lot as someone, and they, all, they, they, they heap a lot of praise on him, but the one negative is he doesn't move that well in the pocket. You can get him off his spot. He's not that nimble. He can't move from point A to point B to get himself free and clear to make that throw. Did, did you see any of that?
0: No, I didn't see near that, and, and it did not alarm me. And, and honestly, Paul, I think you and I have talked in the past. I say, look, I don't go in there going, oh, I like this guy. I go right. in there, and, and, you know, I have a lot of questions about Dwayne, as I do about all of them. I, I say the way to judge them is to hate them. Yeah, right. Then watch the tape and see if they can make you like them.
2: Exactly, right. And
0: I change. I changed my And the other thing you can do, which is really important which I love dealing with young quarterbacks, once they kind of get some fundamentals down, that teach them to run left and throw right and to run right and throw left. Oh, we can't do that. Yes, we can. And once you do it, your coach is going to go, oh, thank you. That was a great play. And if you throw an interception, what do they say, Christopher? Oh, you can't throw across the field. Who admitted that rule?
2: Yeah, right, uh, you know,
0: right. Patrick Mahomes didn't know that rule. Worked out pretty well for him. But uh, I forgot what I was going to say. He can't keep his arm compact. Uh, but the great thing I like, too, You've got to be able to change your arm angles always a lot and in the And he league. can do that. He definitely can do it. Yes, so. he can. And then, then when he did run, the few times I saw him run, I just went, wow, that was good. You know, he got five, six yards up the middle, whatever. But, look, he stays in the pocket because he's not fearful. And he stays in there. But, you know, it, I don't know how many sacks he took, Took. But I didn't see him take too extra long or be slow or anything like that. So my first impression was uh, surprised, uh, even better than I expected. And uh, I, I was impressed.
2: Yeah, I hear and, you.
0: And, of course, he was thrown to world-class runners, too. Of course. Which no doubt. Pretty cool. Yeah. No doubt about yeah. that. I, I, but that's okay. I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't I, care who he's throwing to. I don't care about the scores. I just judge him. I'm not judging the coaches. Or the offense, I judge the player.
2: Yeah, okay. All right, so let me hear what you thought about Kyler Murray as you watched him.
0: Well, you know, that was different. A a few things I wrote down. You know, quarterbacks, one thing they get in the league, and I thought about this as I was doing it, they come in the league fast some. But the one thing's going to happen, you're going to slow down, and the league doesn't do anything but get faster on defense. Right. Kyler Murray might slow down. But his quickness is gonna stay with him for a long time because of his size. Yes. And his quickness to me is, is the, the difference, most important right? thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so yeah. But that he's gonna have that for ten years, his quickness. I mean I think we've been seeing Russell Wilson. I just saw a tape of him in college. My gosh, he was you know, I'm not disparaging him enough, but he was probably twice as fast in college as he is now. Right. But he still knows how to smoothly move around and not get hit. And do all the things we've seen. Even though this past year he didn't do it as much because the offense changed, but that quickness with Tyler Murray will always be there, and a beautiful thrower of the ball, and you know very good arm strength. I watched uh, two or three throws, um, where he threw the ball about fifty-five to sixty yards with very little effort. Yep. down the field to the sideline. I went, wow, that was really. He's got very good technique. It looks like, and I got some pretty good film. Spins the ball hard.
2: Definitely. Can
0: not afraid to make contested throws. Throws it in the tight areas a lot. Of course, the offense. Now, again, I watched anywhere from 100 to 150 throws, you know, to a point I go, I think I got it. And, um, man, did they take a lot of deep shots in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every play, it seems like, was designed for somebody to try to score, and if they're not there, then throw it to the next guy. Now, The only thing I would say that he will learn, and, of course, uh, all this stuff that came out about all the, oh, man, you know, come on. Don't listen to any scouts, any coach, or anybody. They all lie (laughs) to their best friends in this time of year. There was a report that came out years ago. I heard this about Johnny Manziel. Well, we had somebody on their campus. And we followed him for seventeen days, and we can say that he never did anything that would even alarm you. He didn't visit it, and it was all a lie. It was all a lie because they wanted it out there so people would maybe move up in the draft to get him and help their, right? You know, help their draft pick. Yep. Or they wanted them to move up to take their draft pick. And of course, this never happened. And but you know, they told their best friends this. And it got out there, and everybody knew, and I heard it, and I said, man, I don't believe it. But, you know, maybe some teams do that, but the one that said this, they did not. Hey, Phil. So, Phil, go ahead.
3: With the two quarterbacks you've just described, Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray, it sounds like you both, you like them both a lot. And I know from the way you and I have talked in the past, you, you don't like everybody. You go in saying, I don't like him, as you explained. Give me a reason to like him. So, if you had a chance to take Murray or Haskins, you were a quarterback coach. You're sitting there waiting for your rookie quarterback yeah. to come inside the building. Which one would you rather have?
0: Oh, that's tough. You know, I don't know if I'm going to answer that. I like them both a lot. I think a lot would depend on where I play. What kind of style? You know, here, here's my last little gripe, too, yep. as I go. Yep. Oh, you, Kyler Murray's got to be drafted by a team that will get an offense that fits him. Oh, oh, that's going to be really difficult. No NFL team could make such a severe adjustment. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, oh, what are we kidding? Oh, he's going to be in the shotgun? Oh, my God, we didn't do that. Oh, uh, so, you know, th- that's what I heard about Maker Mayfield, Oh, he's not under center. How'd that work out yeah. when he got under center? In fact, he got under center more than probably a lot of quarterbacks in the league, he especially did. when Freddie Kitchens took over. Exactly, but it made sense.
2: Right. He was
0: under center. Now there's more people to line of scrimmage, play action fakes. He got deep. Now the field is more spread out, and he threw it downfield where the reads are much easier than trying to throw quick. from under the center, right. quick game, and all that stuff. Right. And so that's the adjustment. Boy, what a, I just don't know if they can do that in the pros. Well, that's some <laughs> adjustment to make. It, you know, it, I'm so it, sarcastic, but all these things that are said, it's yeah. just blather. It's
2: bull. It is. It's blabber talk. You're, du- you're definitely. If you're going to draft a guy like Kyle Murray, then you're obviously you better have some things that you feel like. Oh, we want to do this because he does this well, and you formulate things around him and his skill set too, to where you're not going to draft him and go. We want you to, you know, play like Ben Roethlisberger. Now we want you to just sit in there like that. I mean, I think people lose sight of that. A good coach adjusts to the talent they have and goes, "Oh, I like this kid, and I can do some things that maybe I've never been able to do on the offensive side of the ball because he brings a different skill set." And the smart ones then orchestrate an offense around him and that skill set within some of the things they had in there normally too. Of course. But, but yes, I mean, that's what a good coach does. Where I've been around some other coaches where they're are like, this is what I do, and this is what I – and you're going to adjust to me. Yeah, that's great, but you're probably not going to be coaching for a whole lot The NFL offensively
3: seems a little more open to doing that these days than they were five or ten years ago.
0: Yes. Yeah, but coaches that do what you just said, Christopher, they're only going to take quarterbacks that fit them.
3: Yes, I know.
2: Yes, you're right.
0: But but the league, listen, it's just – I just don't look at it like, oh, this is going to be tough. we got to really change things because of Kyler Murray – the league is expanded. You can put plays in. It can be the same play, but you do it from just a different look. Maybe you do it from under center and he gets deeper, or he's in a shotgun. whatever. It's not a big deal. I just don't, that that narrative is just not true. And okay, yeah, the Patriots do a lot of things for Tom Brady. You know, no question. You always do something for your quarterback to help him out. And. Frank Wright made great adjustments for Andrew Luck this past year, so you know it it's just it's it's a narrative I don't want to hear because it's really not true, and what you are, of course, you're going to do more things. <clears throat> Connor Murray right off the bat is going to do what one thing for your offense. What's that going to do? He's going to help your offensive line
2: yes, right,. Mm-hmm right
0: because your defensive line will have to slow down
2: yeah you can't just pin and, your ears back and go after him because if there's a hole there he's going to rip it up in the hole and, and run for 30 yards
0: he's so quick through the, these openings and yep. i i said to you on the phone christopher my god he gets all day to throw yeah because they're afraid to rush him <laughs> yes and I with noticed alabama the same thing. he moved around on them when he found open holes and I thought, oh, he's going to run. Oh, oh, sorry, 50-yard touchdown throw right down the middle. Right. On the run as he jumps. Yeah, right. So He's freaky. Did say that, yeah, he is. He definitely is. He can make all the throws. Does the 5-10 thing can...
3: bother you, Phil? Does the 5-10 thing bother you at all?
0: No, it does not. Because, uh, one, again, separation from the line of scrimmage. There's a lot of throwing lanes in the NFL. He will create those. He knows how to work it. Uh, he does throw a little taller than his height, just like Baker Mayfield does, just like Drew Brees, do, right. Drew Brees does. You know, they don't have Philip Rivers' delivery. So, uh, you know, he can change his arm angles. And I will say this about him. I think i always say this. There's throwers, which I would say Josh Allen is. He's a thrower. Right. Uh, but Baker Mayfield is a thrower and a passer. Yeah, And a passer has great touch. Can Josh, and I love this too, can Josh Allen learn to have great touch? Absolutely. Jesus, come on. Give me a break. Of course he can. He's a pro. He's a gifted athlete. Hell, he can learn anything. He just somebody's got to teach him. Right. Just a little bit. It would take literally five minutes to change that. And and I would expect to see a big difference in him this year. So, uh, but, but, again, Tyler Murray can do both. And Dwayne Haskins also can do both. I saw him throw short passes, with great technique and throw it up in the air. And Paul, Christopher, you know this, and turn the ball over fast right. on 20-yard throws. Right, right. So that's, that tells you something there.
2: No doubt about it. All right, you the man, big guy. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. I mean, you know you're coming on every Wednesday. That's their usual routine. Well, we don't know about
0: that. We've got, so. we got, we got to come up with a money arrangement here. You know, I'm... <laughs> I'm getting older, and everybody's cutting my salaries lower and lower. So maybe
2: you
3: could bribe them with the grandkids. Well, like, uh, more 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 time. Yeah,
2: worth. yeah. Come up here, see your grandkids more. It's all right. You got plenty of money, and you got plenty of time on your hands. So you're coming yeah, on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, I Got plenty okay? of <laughs> money. If I
0: work to eighty, I might break even. So that's what we're doing here. So. All right. Sorry.
3: Though. All right. Thanks for
0: having me on. Good to talk hey, Paul, to you, Phil. You got, wait. Before yeah. we go, hold it, Paul to yes. Paul. Yes. You got you got another question since we kind of pushed you out there a little.
3: I've got all kinds of questions, Phil, about throwing well, give the ball. Me one more. About...
0: I'll make it quick. Give me right. one more.
3: What do you think about the Giants uh, appearing to be okay with parting ways with Landon Collins? Oh, uh,
0: I understand it. Money. You know, I think the Giants are really going to be aggressive in how they change their football team this offseason. And I think you look at Landon Collins. He has been hurt. But I think the thing right there is they want more speed on the field. Right. And he's a great effort leader, all that but I think he does lack a little speed as we talk about safeties and the passing game where it's more important now than ever. And uh, I'm sure that's – and money, of course, is a big deal. And I'm sure that's why the Giants made this decision.
2: No doubt. You the man, big guy. Thanks for coming on. All right, guys. All, all right, right do don't dinner. screw it up. Talk to you will. later. See you.
3: Thanks, Phil. And I know you also, first of all, it's great. Your dad, I mean, it's just – Fun to talk. I, I told you, he could literally you never, do it all day. I told you right? you'd
2: be lucky to get words in because
3: he hasn't had anybody to talk to all week. So here we do. He him. He can't wait. Sometime I want to have him on where we we can be with the football and he can yeah. talk us through his way of throwing the ball. Sure. I, I didn't follow. I wanted to so many times. Yeah. But we'll get him talking prospects time. about the right way to throw it. Yes. His way of doing it. Sometime we'll we'll get into that and it, because it is different. Yes. It no is doubt. different than the way a lot of people think that you should throw the ball. Yeah. You also think Landon Collins no longer a giant if it goes that way is, is okay.
2: Yeah, well, I, I, this is like the number one thing I get asked by my friends in the New York area right now. You know, of course, yeah, we're up here in the Northeast, and I grew up as, you know, yeah, my dad was the quarterback of the Giants, and I'm a Giants fan, and all my friends, a lot of them are Giants fans, and how could how could we be doing this? What are the Giants doing? You know, dad hit on some of it, right? I mean, first of all, guys like Landon Collins, this day and age, they play middle linebacker more times than they play safety. They're looking that guy to play middle linebacker, the guy that's 200. Twenty-eight pounds, two hundred and thirty pounds. He's been beat up a lot in his career. You know, you know, he was beat up coming out of Alabama. That was one of the issues and the detractors about him. You know, what kind of player are you getting? It was hard to evaluate him his last year there because he was beat up. So you had to go kind of fish around the film to find games where he wasn't to get the true picture. He had a phenomenal 2016 season, but. I feel like everybody's still hanging on to that season where he was, yes, special. You said it before we got on, kind of in the conversation for NFL Defensive Player of the Year that year, which he should have been. He was that special with some of the interceptions, the pick sixes, all those type of things. But – You know, the last two years have been underwhelming.
3: In a better scheme, could he still be a star? I think he'd have
2: to be used differently to maybe to where he gets into that almost linebacker type of position. But what Dad is talking about, lack of speed, lack of game-changing difference type plays, those are issues. And I do get the feeling that he's asking for top-of-the-tier, you know, safety money, and I would just go – yeah, okay, you know, I'm all for guys getting more money, but I just think it's a little unrealistic in this case. I don't think he is a top tier safety in football at this point. Hopefully he gets back to that. I know he's a good guy. I root for him that way, but I, I I made a list just to go to go, you know, okay, wait where roughly would would he be in the safety conversation in the NFL if we were to rank them, right? And I'm not gonna give you one one through whatever, but I went through some names and said, Oh, okay. Well, you don't franchise a guy when I came down to it all said and done, where he he was somewhere between 18 and 20 as far as the safeties in football. Wow.
3: Now, I know. Are so, are and you I'm talking about it in, in tandems, so like the top 64 starting safeties need, or the, yes. the top 32.
2: Yeah, I, I'm talking about, I'm going the tandems. I'm going 64, okay. right? I mean, there's 64 safeties. And you said
3: 18 to 22. I'm seven
2: there. And you don't franchise the 18 to 22 ish safety mm-hmm. in football, nor do you pay that guy big time money and let me say within that ranking somebody will i know somebody might and i think that's you know hey that's where teams can get them in trouble because they go into bias they go back into i remember what i have evaluated him in college i remember him in 2016 all right well if you don't do your due diligence and kind of check on the history of his body and how that is or watch the film you're going to see some things where you're going to go wait why am i going to pay this guy you know million a year $11 million a year but let me just throw out some names to just just show the point like okay Devin McCourty He's not Devin McCourty. Derwin James, okay? Kevin Bayard. Tony Jefferson with the Baltimore Ravens. Micah Hyde up in Buffalo. Jamal Adams, okay? Would, All those names do what better than he does right um, now? A lot of things, but I would say are more athletic, better in coverage. In, in, in Not a liability face. in coverage. Not a liability in coverage. Certainly an issue there. You go to the Ram safeties. I would I could argue the both Ram safeties I would rather have than Landon Collins at this point in this career. LaMarcus Joyner or John Johnson, okay? Okay? Both the Bears safeties, Adrian Amos, Eddie Jackson, have clearly made more plays the last two years uh, than a Landon Carr. Earl, Earl Thomas, you know, you get the Malcolm Jenkins with the Philadelphia Eagles. Rodney McClown, the other guy who got injured earlier in the year, I would say is bring something more. Harrison Smith, Keanu Neal, Ricardo Allen from the Atlanta Falcons. So Tyrone Matthew, who we know is going to be out right. there. So I just named basically, you know, 18 to 20 guys where I would go, if you gave me a choice between them or Landon Collins, I'm probably going to pick them. Now, Landon Collins, if he can be healthy and get back to what he was in 2016, then he can, hey, Chris Sims, shut your ass up. You were wrong, and I'm better than that, <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know me. I'm obsessive about watching film and yep. football, and it hasn't been that type of play from Landon Collins the last few years, and we have to get over the freaking Pro Bowl thing.
3: Well, it's, it's not not what it was right. when your dad was playing for Exactly sure. right. All right. Take a breath. Yeah. Uh, we're mainly talking quarterbacks. We are going eight through one today we've already gone eight through four and while you're going through your notes there uh, just to review eight was will greer seven clayton thorson six daniel jones which i found interesting jared stidham at five ryan finley at four i get the feeling from listening to chris or christopher as your dad likes to say that those two could move up here uh, as we move on in weeks bringing us to tier one three two and one yes who is your third quarterback
2: and i think these guys separate themselves from the rest of the group like this is a this is the elite crop for for my money uh in the draft i mean th- these three stand alone uh, just as far as physical ability, everything they bring. But number three for me is a guy my dad just talked about, Dwayne Haskins. I'm going to make him number three, okay? And it's really close. Your dad
3: just said he's he's worth the number six pick to the Giants.
2: That's okay. I, I think that there's three quarterbacks that are going to go in the top ten. That's what I, I I think right off the bat. I've kind of been saying that for the last ten days or so. So, uh, that's he's perfectly fine in saying in that way. I'm, ri-
3: I'm writing this down. Yes, Keep please. Going. Write it Keep down.
2: Going. So, yeah. But Dwayne Haskins. And it's really close between him and number two. Okay? So, I'm going to throw that out there as a disclaimer nonetheless you heard a lot about what my dad said hey the guy is a big sucker I think the thing thing the first thing you watch when you see him on film is how unbelievable he is in the pocket not necessarily moving around and doing that thing but just fearless with people around him like how my dad I said one of my comparisons was Big Ben I wrote Big Ben's kind of the ceiling Jacoby Brissett would kind of be the floor (laughs) if I was going to look at a guy like Dwayne Haskins but like both of them, and especially Big Ben in the prime of his career. Oh, there's three guys in my feed? I'll throw the post down the middle for a 30-yard gain. I can still do it. Bam, right on the money. Oh, there's somebody grabbing my shoulder? I can still throw the 15-yard curl to the right? No problem. Just throw it out there and muscle it out there. Haskins is phenomenal at doing that. It didn't matter what game I watched. If there was people around him, it was like he he acted like it was 7-on-7. Like, no one's going to touch me or hurt me. You can't hurt me. I'm like, I'm a big guy. God. He just would stand in there furiously, eyes down the field, and I really. Thought he jumped out with people around him throwing the football. That was the first thing. And hey, that's what a life. great quality. That's life in the NFL, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, only the 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 great teams really protect their quarterback, where the quarterback gets to throw from nah. a clean pocket. You know, <laughs> three to four times. The rest of football is it's 50/50. You get 50% of your throws, okay, the pocket's clean. The other 50% is yeah, there's going to be people open, and the coaches are going to go, wait, he was open, and you got people around you. You wanted to complete right. it. Too bad.
3: You like. Him, right. What's your biggest concern with my, him? My biggest concern
2: is I do think he has some some mechanical issues. I would say when everything is clean, he's really good. Don't get me wrong, but he has to fix it. Some throws, high throws, could be his issue. He gets a low elbow. Okay. Okay. To where it's not necessarily the worst thing in the in the world, right? But Haskins, when he does throw the ball, it's kind of this motion, Paul, where he drops the ball. It's not a big drop where it's like down here like this, like Byron Leftwich or Tim or anything like that. It's a real quick drop, but what I think gets him in trouble at times, and we saw it at the combine, and if you're watching on YouTube, you could see on the combine he raised his elbow a little bit more than what you would see on film. The elbow's not bad there, maybe a hair low, but here, if you're watching, you see the pictures as we go, that is a pretty low elbow for, for what we would see a Brady or a Rodgers. How, however, and, and keep that yeah. shot up, a yeah. lot of
3: times when a quarterback with his left shoulder for the right-hand, thrower goes up he's throwing it a little bit further downfield and that helps him so no obviously doubt. the elbow is going to drop down a little bit at it that is point. so maybe he's just throwing it 40 yards downfield
2: maybe he is but i i can also show you a lot of clips where he's throwing a five yard slant or other things like that where i go the elbow is still low there too and trust me it's not the worst problem in the world to have i'm going to get into what it is here in a second but you just see as you're watching here and if you are watching at home on youtube you'll see some of those pictures to just at least emphasize the point. But what happens to him too, too many times when the pocket is clean and people are open, the ball can sail on him at a time because the elbow is here, right? So then you almost are underneath the ball. So there's a guy that's wide open. Okay, bam, you're going to hit it, throw it to him. Oh, the ball goes up high. It's because he's in this position right here. It's not a horrible thing. He could still fix it. He's got a few little mechanical things here and there. But it's not like, oh gosh, I got to drop him out 20 picks down the down the draft um the thing that I found The best about him and we showed like one little picture there of him throwing off his back foot but with people around him, people at his feet, I mean he had people at his feet in certain games and he wants to throw the out route over to the other side of the ball, other side of the field and he would just whip it out there with unbelievable pace and velocity and accuracy and to me, again as we talked about some other guys where you go those are system guys Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of non-system throws where I go ooh the pass protection wasn't good and that that wasn't a big window to throw the ball in there and he threw a strike. He's better athletically than his 5-0 4 time would, would uh, you know, show as far as he does first, game, first play of the game against Michigan he takes a read option, runs 10 yards down the field. He can move but it's not going to be making a living running the football. He's going to make a living being in the pocket, being a big-time thrower of the football that way. And as the season went on, Paul, he got better and better because
3: he has only a one year of experience. Only 14 starts. Exactly. A couple of observations there. Number one, it sounds a little bit like you could have been describing the, your, your favorite quarterback instead of your third best, based off of how much you, um, how much he impressed how much you. I, yes. Okay, so that's right. number one, right. which makes my second points uh, stand out to me all, all the more. You have him behind Drew Locke at number two. Most people have have it the other way around, yes. lock it too. So how good is Locke, if you just described Haskins, good enough to be a top 10 pick, Yeah, and Haskins is not as good as Drew Lock. I, I think Lock is good enough to be a top
2: 10 pick too. And yes, uh, Drew Locke is my number two. And it's really close. Don't get me wrong here. I mean, this is one... What's the biggest difference? Well, I think that Locke, Locke is a really natural, gifted thrower. And he's had more experience. And I do feel that consistency on certain throws down, really all throws down the field. Locke can just, it doesn't matter. He can just groove them in there all day long. Like I said, Dwayne Haskins, it's not bad. Again, I'm not trying to say anything bad. I think he's a top six or seven right. pick, certainly. But I'm just saying I don't think he was as pure a thrower as Drew Locke. Drew Locke, first of all, is a better athlete than Dwayne Haskins. Locke runs better than I thought. Uh, I was going to expect when I when I turned on the film. I thought I was going to see kind of a similar guy to Dwayne Haskins, but Drew Locke and a lot of people. Again, this is what drives me crazy. You know, people are going to compare the two and go, "Well, look at all the games Dwayne Haskins won and Drew Locke, great." But Dwayne Haskins, let's not forget, is. Surrounded by 21 other NFL players. Right. I mean, Paris Campbell just ran one of the fastest 40 times in the draft. The running back ran a great 40 time. Nick Bose is going to go number one. I mean, you can just go down the list. Ohio State is awesome I mean they're full of NFL talent so don't make that evaluation or make that comment that's a team comment that's not a quarterback comment you know and Dwayne Haskins at times where we get into Drew Locke people go oh there's some dumb interceptions and some dumb moments every
3: every quarterback has
2: them every quarterback has them and when you're at Missouri and in the SEC and you're the lesser team on the field almost every week and you go, man, if I don't push the envelope a little bit, then we're going to be down 21 nothing early. He had a different way. He had a play. Dwayne Haskins could take some games, Paul. And be so conservative, you'd go, damn, make a throw, make a play. But he knew, man, my defense is awesome. Doesn't I don't need to, to take yeah. that chance, and I'll let the plays come to me. Drew Locke was not afforded that at times. But Locke has special talent as far as throwing the ball. You always hear the word arm talent. I mean, Locke, like a Mahomes or a Baker Mayfield or a Matt Stafford, Who he can throw it any which way possible. You want him to throw it sidearm, he could do that. You want to throw you know, he will fading away off his back foot, no problem. Fading away backwards, throwing a post, he can do that as well. Was in a crappy offense, did not have great receiver play. Uh, I was extremely impressed with Drew Lock. I think it's very close neck and neck. If there's one ranking I might change as we go along, okay. it'll be these two guys that I kind of nitpick as I go even deeper and deeper into it.
3: So in a month and a half, if a team, after Kyler Murray has gone to the top 10, is considering Drew Locke or Dwayne Haskins, how much should it matter? Should it matter at all, that Drew Locke has 46 starts and Haskins only has 14. Uh,
2: there, there is something to that. I think if it, it's going to be a little dependent, that's why I like. Your dad would tell me that it doesn't matter. Yeah, I do. I think it matters a little bit. I do. I, I think having those reps, being able to see certain defenses, having a feel for a rush, I don't know if it matters in year five or six of their career, but I think early on is where it can matter. If you're the New York Giants, Dwayne Haskins might be the perfect place for him. Get a year, work on a few of the mechanical things we've done. You know, their offensive Ohio State was a lot of max protection for Dwayne Haskins, only two and three receivers out, which means he didn't always have to read these intricate, you know, offensive schemes and go through it. They kept it simple and said, "Hey, big guy, sit in the pocket and we're going to kind of protect you and you just wait until that guy 20 yards downfield is there and if he's not there, just wait a little bit more. You might get hit, but I know you could throw it in there and that's what he was asked to do." Lock the same thing at times, but they weren't talented he would get lambasted at times. He'd be like, "Okay, I'll wait there for the extra guy to come open and he, you know he's in the ground but Locke was very impressive to me he's a good decision maker he is an elite thrower of the football just like Dwayne Haskins is but yep. I would give him the edge there and throwing the ball and of course the experience and just having played a little bit more does make me feel warm and cozy especially if you're a team that goes I need a guy maybe this year to play I think,
3: I think it should right. matter as well right are in the 40s with starts right so bringing us to number one no surprise it's, it's going to be Kyler Murray I think it's interesting we started out at the bottom here with 8 and 7. You didn't like Greer and Thorson uh nearly as much as I thought you might. Right. You liked Haskins and Locke 3 and 2 much more than I anticipated. Okay. You, you described those two in such glowing fashion. Yeah. What makes Kyler Murray better? Well, uh he's Russell Wilson, I guess is what
2: I would say. I mean, that you know that that's the only guy you can compare him to. I mean, you know, Kyler Murray is so good and such so a freak of nature. I mean, it's almost like It's hard to come up with comparisons with guys like this because he's a little bit of a trend center. We haven't seen guys like this a whole lot in the NFL. But I think the first thing with Murray is, and like my dad said, I went into the tape going, this guy just plays backyard football. I always try to go in as kind of being a hater Mm -hmm. because I don't want to have preconceived notions. First thing I just went right off the bat, plays the quarterback position true to the position he wants to dice you up from the pocket he's not going oh i'm looking at the first read and if he's not there i'm going to run around and just make a play happen yeah that might have been michael vick when he came out of virginia tech it's not kyler murray kyler murray will stand there and read an outcut to his left and then wait for the crosser to come across and pat the ball and wait for the other crosser to come across and then get all the way to the opposite side of the field and throw a 20 yard out route over to that side and you go Holy cow, I mean, that was impressive. Not only the decision, the patience in the pocket, the position, the positions he stayed in while he did it, and then his throwing, as you heard my dad say, you know, it's just natural. Him, Drew Locke, Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes, I put those guys into like, you know, they're in that baseball category where it's just – they could pick up any object, and I, they can throw it. They were put on earth to, to throw. just sling that thing just,
3: around. Just throwing. We both know so much. There's a lot more that goes into it than just throwing. Yes. Pure passers, as the three guys you see that could go in the top ten, Haskins, Locke, and Murray, who's the best pure passer?
2: Oh, that is a great – because it, it is close. It really is. Um, hmm. Okay, I think it is between Murray and Locke in that conversation. I think I would – and Haskins, again, I don't want – I'm not trying to detract from this guy. He's awesome. But I'm just saying as pure passer, I would give the edge to Locke and Murray over him. And I think if you really held me down to it, I would – Poof. I would probably go Locke it 's really close now, Locke, I guess we're, I would say lock. I would say maybe just within the pocket, throwing the ball in that realm, I give him a slight edge over Murray if they got outside of the pocket i 'm giving the edge to Murray over Locke, but just slightly too, because Locke can sling it on the run too, uh, but that 's a great question it 's nitpicky, but I guess I would take Locke in that instance
3: and i 've got one more, you, yeah. you just said that potentially Haskins at three, Locke at two, you like them both so much. That could go back and forth. You can see either one, right? Could Murray potentially slip behind Locke or Haskins back to two, or do you think this is my number one guy for the next few weeks? Book it.
2: Uh, book it. Um, it's it's. I I was blown away. I thought, like I said, I was gonna see some guy that just ran around like a chicken with his head cut off and just made plays, and we went, whoa, he's fast, and yeah, he could throw it a little bit. No, I mean he plays the position perfectly. His running is. It's it's as special as I've ever seen. And
3: as your dad pointed out, right. it scares the defense into rushing only three guys. No doubt about that. Don't underestimate that.
2: Exactly right. And, you know, the running thing, too, it's different than Lamar. He's a more gifted runner than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is what I would say is a slasher, right? He would see a hole, and then he just puts the pedal to the metal and tries to shoot through the hole. Kyler Murray is like a third-down running back or Barry Sanders with an arm or more Michael Vickish where – he can get out and make pe- like break ankles in the space like an like a Allen Iverson right. crossover to where he can make people miss like that. He's very good at sliding and not letting people get extra hits Saw on that. him. Yeah. He's phenomenal at that. And, hey, the only worry you have with Kyler Murray is, hey, it's week 10 and he's taken a lot of hits. Can he hang in there physically? That is going to be the big question about him. Because in the Alabama game and a few other games, when he did take big hits, he had to come out for a play in the Alabama game. You know. He got up slow. He's not a big-framed guy. I got to meet him in person. I mean, it's a different build, but it's special as a football player. I mean – off the chart special and I I ended up writing the least amount of notes for him as I did for the other guys because I just as I got into it I just like well damn there's nothing negative or to be nitpicky about it's just it's strike it's perfect throw it's oh great anticipation way to stay in the pocket and stay in perfect position I mean good decision I mean it just went on and on and on so the
3: Cardinals should take him at
2: one I think they should yes I mean he can be a transcendent type of player and I liked Josh Rosen coming out last year but this is yeah this is special I think and and I think only these kind of guys come around every so often
3: I'm looking at your fourth best quarterback would you rather have Josh Rosen or Ryan Finley
2: oh really good one there that's close. That's a really good you question. You want to think
3: about it and come back to it next week?
2: Yeah, we can come back to that next week, but then right. it's, it's close because Finley's a little more athletic. Uh, maybe Rosen has a stronger arm, but that's, that's a good one. And I, I've heard that all week where I heard some people say like, oh, Josh Rosen would be the top quarterback in this year's draft if he was in it. No, negative Ghost Rider. That's, that's not true. I'm not ready to, to say that. These three guys are legit. And, yeah. I, and I do. I think they're top ten in, in the draft worthy.
3: Well, You've got a long way to go with that. A lot of, lot of- places to follow up that we didn't get to today let's recap the rankings there you have three tiers all the way up to one kyler murray drew lock and Dwayne haskins those are your top three not only the top three and potential top 10 picks as well yeah. all right we have a miscellaneous tweet i need to get to i need to get to my tweet section here chris i've got a lot of a lot of papers okay so you're gonna have to fill me in on why this is part of our our verbiage we talked okay. about verbiage earlier. Okay. Nathan, I'm sorry, Nedrick would like to know rank the quarterbacks on a scale of piss missiles to rocket wobblers.
2: Oh, piss missiles. How's that happen? Yeah. Well, that's an old listener. That's one of my, must have been one of my loyal listeners from Bleacher Report, right? So, like, piss missiles, you know, I guess I would go piss missiles lock. Okay, Haskins, Murray, those would be the three leaders as far as the piss missile department. Like Locke can throw the 105 mile per hour fastball. Haskins can do the same thing, certainly. Murray, I don't know if he can just absolutely whiz it in there quite as strongly as they can. His arm's plenty strong and he can do everything. He's got an amazing arm but I'm just talking about pure piss missiles, 20 yard rifles down the field. Yes, I would think it would be one, two, three in that that general direction right there. Now the Rocket Wobblers, I mean, that's where, yeah, uh, I would say Greer kind of had those moments where I just went, whoa, look at that ball fall apart and just be all over the place as it's hitting the receiver. And you look back and you go, wait, why did the receiver drop that? Well, Well, damn, (laughs) that ball was hard to catch. I mean, uh, he would lead that. You know, not a ton of rocket wobbler guys, though, that I saw so far. I mean, everybody, for the most part, out of these guys we talked about, out of all eight, were at least spiral throwers for the most sense, where I thought – you know, the big three, of course, spend it the best and hardest. Yes. Right. Yeah.
3: All right. If they, if they invite us back to, to roll again next week on Wednesday.
2: They're, you're you coming back whether they like coming back yeah they got they signed me up for too long with too much money so I'm here <laughs>
3: somebody will be here next week and you' you're back before next Wednesday I believe
2: I'm, I'm back we're gonna do another one tomorrow that'll come out for Friday morning right okay and then we'll be back Monday uh, I'll be back again with a a med Farid and we'll do something there we'll talk about the the news from the weekend but remember Chris Sims unbuttoned you can get it at youtube.com NBC Sports or anywhere you get your podcast I uh, hope everybody Everybody enjoyed the deep dive. Thanks for coming on, man. It's good. Let's try it for the You're third the man. time. There. Hey, look at you. I was going to snap. You could snap. snap. That's You got wow. it. Next time we'll have it down. Peace out, homies. Have a good one.
3: Reese's
0: Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So,